Hi, this is Web37 Daily, a 1.37 p.m. daily Twitter space about all things NFTs and Web3. Um, I think you guys are going to really enjoy this space today. We're talking to Alex Reutenberg, who's a CPA um, specializing in NFTs, crypto. So, um, yeah, there's there's been a lot going on these days, especially with with airdrops. Um, you know, the Yuga Labs just came out with uh, the Ape airdrop, which um, the Board Ape token holders and the Mutant Apes and the were they were able to claim it. So, I think a lot of uh, a lot of tax advisors who who don't specialize in NFTs would probably be very confused by by how that all works. Um, so I guess, Alex, I'd like to start off by talking about that. How does it work when um, people are airdropped something? And is that like, is it different than just winning a giveaway or something like that? Because you've already like invested in the initial token or is it kind of the same? GM, everybody. Um, <clears throat> so the way that airdrops are basically tacked, um, same as giveaways and some of the other ones, is that it's initially taxed as ordinary income taxes based on the value at the time that you receive the um, airdrop or the gift. So it's really simple to value something that you're given. Let's say you're given an ETH. You know exactly the moment in time that you're given that token and you're able to quantify it. One of the things that a lot of people are discussing right now is, hey, Ape tokens uh, didn't really have a liquidity or valuation that was available at the very first second that it was available to them. Um, there were some trades, I believe, that actually happened above 20 bucks per token. Um, but most people, I think, started to really trade around six, seven, eight bucks per token. So um it, it it's going to be a question of where you and your service provider are comfortable in claiming that the valuation was for that token at the time of the trade. I think it's going to be very difficult at this point in time after the token's been trading for call it 24 hours for it to be claimed that it was worth zero or close to zero. Um, because I don't think it's been below six fifty or seven dollars the entire twenty four hours. Um, so that's my personal view. Um, where being able to claim it below six fifty seven dollars is going to be difficult to impossible. Um, and then it's your responsibility, the taxpayer, to make sure that you put enough money to the side to actually go ahead and pay your uh, your tax liability that's going to be due um, either quarterly estimates throughout the year or it's going to be due April of 23. Um, so, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, th thank you for breaking that down. Um, and I guess another thing that I, that I wanted to touch on is like the, the IRS kind of classifies collectibles as like their own class and then um 
there's obviously also like short and long-term capital gains. So like how, how do those, how do those, um, how do those things relate to trading NFTs? So this, this has been picking up more and more steam in the last couple of weeks, once again. Um, And I think partially it's because of misunderstanding of treatments and requirements in order for something to be considered a collectible. Um, I, I think a lot of people are looking at, hey, collectibles are 28% versus ordinary income of 37%, 100% totally correct. But the big thing to remember or to uh, be aware of is that for something to be getting the 28% as a collectible, it first needs to be held for over a year. So if you held it for over a year or less than a year, it's still going to be considered short-term capital, uh, uh, ordinary income tax, which is 37%. Um, So you get no additional benefits um, for classifying it as a collectible. Um, And then if you look at collectible versus long-term capital gains, um, becomes the question of, is it 20% for a long-term capital gain asset versus 28% for a collectible. So even though some people are advertising that, hey, collectibles are better, in reality, if you just look at tax rates, collectibles are actually worse off than than long-term capital gains. Gotcha. That's that's interesting. Um, So so, something that uh, somebody asked me in, in Discord, I was reaching out to see like, what people wanted to ask and someone was wondering um can the irs track like an undoxed wallet or an anonymous wallet and like there's been a lot of talk about kyc and other things like that in the nft space um so i guess like what is kyc and um i guess uh, ultimately how how are they uh how is the irs like keeping track of these things sure thing so there's the KYC or know your customer accounts where you use um, Coinbase, Gemini, Kraken, a lot of these uh, platforms which require you to provide them with a copy of a driver, driver's license or passport, a social security number, date of birth, so on and so forth. Uh, similar to a traditional brokerage firm like Charles Schwab, Fidelity, E-Trade, and so on and so forth. Um a non quote unquote doxed wallet like a MetaMask or a Phantom wallet. Um, if you ever use your KYC account with connection to a non KYC account, the IRS will always be able to trace it. We were going through um, one of our clients recently. Um, where he was like, hey, I give you all of my wallets. I have nothing else. We're like, okay, no problem. We'll start uh, working through it. And we started to see similar wallets that were continuously being used, either sent to or from. Um, And we were like, hey, what is this wallet? And the client's like, I really don't know. I don't remember. I don't know what this number is. And when we went through the transactions on Etherscan, the client was like, oh, wait, yeah, that's actually an old wallet of mine that I, I no longer use. 
So if we're able to figure those things out and we actually ended up finding like three or four more wallets with him um, while on the call, when we do that, if we're able to find three or four of those non-KYC accounts, but determine that, hey, actually you did own this account, you had control over it, it's actually yours. If that's the case, IRS is going to be able to do that as well. They're investing money and technology into things like this. Um, so they'll be able to figure it out as well. Um, the other thing is with a lot of individuals using ENS tokens, that makes it a lot easier because a lot of the ENS tokens are either the person's name, which is what I do, or somebody's Twitter handle. Um, and if the IRS finds any sort of correlation, hey, this is your name, this is an ENS token, and this ENS token was in one, two, or ten different wallets, um, they'll be able to link it all together and then basically go from there. Totally. Yeah, thank thank you for clarifying that. Um, everybody, I guess to, to transition a little bit, uh, everybody knows there's there's a lot of bad actors in the NFT space, and recently there's been you know, a ton of liquidity sucked out of the space with various rug pulls and scams. So my question is, if you are rugged, um, is the ETH that, that was taken from you, is that, is that ETH still taxable or is that somehow um, able to be like written off as a loss or how does that work with rugs in the NFT space? So this once again, and also just as a starter to the conversation, uh, this is not financial advice. This is not tax advice. It's a conversation between friends um, and make sure that you're working with somebody who is aware of the filing requirements and reporting requirements within crypto with the IRS and any other um, legal authorities that might require it. Um, With regards to losses that you might sustain, that is going to depend on what position you take with your account. One is, is it considered capital gain? And then the other one is theft. Um, And each one has different requirements for you to be able to prove um, because as a result of the 2018 tax reform with Trump, there were some changes about being able to uh, claim losses and theft um and which were basically limited to down to zero um so you, you need to be able to see if you're able to classify the theft of the losses as capital losses gotcha so you're saying it would it would actually be better if a project kind of slow rug then you you still had some like jpeg or nft to show for it as opposed to someone just completely stealing your ethereum because you could actually write it off as a capital loss correct because let's say you buy an nft they basically don't do anything the roadmap was basically fake and nobody actually did anything with it and you basically spent let's call it half an eighth and then you sold it for with harvest.r or something else along those lines for basically zero you could at least claim that sale um, as a capital loss versus a potential, um, hey, my wallet was stolen um, or compromised, and now I'm just out all of that ETH. 
Definitely. Um, I guess that kind of helps me transition to the next question about the tax loss harvesting and like situations where you would want to use something like harvest.art. For those of you who don't know, it's you can basically sell any NFT for like one guai or some super low um, quantity of ETH next to nothing. And then I guess use that as, as a loss. But um, I guess, are, are there any other situations besides the one we just touched on when like someone would maybe want to do that? Um, or is it always better to just like sell something for its current value than to intentionally try to take a loss? So if your NFT, my personal position is that if your NFT has some sort of liquidity and some sort of market, you'll be better off selling it for as much as you can and then taking the loss on the balance versus simply um, sending it to a burn wallet or sending it to a harvest.art um, where you basically get one way or whatever the number ends up being. Um, what if your NFT does not have any liquidity and nobody's buying it, then using something like harvest.art might be useful as long as you have capital gains to offset against. If you don't have capital gains to offset your capital losses, those losses are somewhat useless because you can only offset ordinary income by the first $3,000 of capital gains that you have. If you have more than $3,000 worth of capital losses, you can't actually um, utilize those losses um, and they'll just be rolled forward into the future. Totally. Um, I'm going to switch into talking about kind of the difference between holding an asset longer term and trying to trying to flip it in a short term and what the what the pros and cons of that are from from a taxation perspective. Um, I guess what are the what are the rates for? Is it is it it's it's one year right in terms of the difference of uh, selling or holding long or short term that would affect the taxes? Yeah, the, we look at it as one year, one day. So if you buy it, if you bought your NFT minted, whatever it is, March 17 of 21, and now it's today, March 18th of 22, and you sell it today, you will have held it for over a year and a day. And as a result of that, you would get a lower tax rate on the long-term capital gains. Um, and the tax rate for long-term capital gains is up to 20% um, versus ordinary capital gains of 37%. Uh, sorry, ordinary income rates of 37% um, or short-term capital gains rate of 37%. Um, so there is that benefit. But there's also the question of, well, what's going to happen with the value of that NFT or, or something else? Because there, there's been projects where they came out really hot. Um, the prices were very high. You were able to buy it, let's say, mint it for one ETH and then flip it for seven. But if you held on to it long-term capital, trying to get long-term capital gains, and now it's worth two and a half or three, um, you probably would have been better off selling it at a higher ETH price, seven, 
and paying the short-term rates of up to 37% versus getting a lower ETH price and paying less in taxes. Because it's all a question of uh, how much you have left over at the end of the day. Totally. Um, Last time we were kind of talking more from a perspective like project creators and artists and stuff. And um, there are, there are ways for them to create entities and businesses to help them write off some expenses and things like that. Is there a way as an investor, collector, trader, flipper to, if, if I wanted to create like a, a will collectible trading co LLC to kind of own my, my assets and uh, you know, trade them, through that business and then maybe I could write off like my Wi-Fi or, or if, if I use compass.art or, or like IC tools or NFT trading software that I pay for, maybe you could write that off as an expense as well. Is that, is that something that you've seen done or, or that's possible? So all of this really depends on your volume and your classification. And there's a pro and con for each one. So a investor and a trader are two very different things. And there's tax uh, requirements for you to be classified as one or the other. The pro of being considered an investor is that it's just ordinary, uh, long-term, potentially long-term capital gains or short-term capital gains. Um, and then if somebody's considered a trader you may be subject to ordinary uh ordinary income taxes plus social security and medicare because it's considered your business to be buying and selling securities or in this case nfts um so with that being said there's a pro and con to each one and yes you might be able to deduct your costs of Compass or, or some of the other softwares that you're using, Wi-Fi, your cell phone, so on and so forth. Um, but you need to be careful to make sure that it's actually more advantageous for you versus considering continuing to be considered a investor without being able to deduct the cost of software. Gotcha. Thank you. That, that clarifies things. Um... Another question I had is uh, I know a lot of projects will have like DAOs and in a community wallet that can kind of like be controlled by a DAO or what have you. And let's say like 10% of sales on the secondary market go into that community wallet. So like, does that mean every time an NFT in that collection is traded and that that 10% is taken out from the smart contract and put into that community wallet is, is the IRS looking to collect on on those 10% that are going into the community wallet as well? Or or would that only happen, you know, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll let you take it from there. The IRS is looking at every single transaction and they're looking to make money or collect taxes off of every single transaction. So whether it's going into a DAO or it's going into some sort of shared wallet or something else along those lines, um, the IRS is expecting that they will receive a percentage um, of those proceeds. Um, we're seeing more and more DAOs issue K1s to the token holders in order for the token holders to be able to report it 
at the end of the year on their personal taxes. Wow. Okay. Um, what What is the best way um, that, that you would recommend for someone to prepare themselves for, for what's coming soon, tax day? Um, I know there's there's some softwares that that can help people, um, and obviously there there are people like you. So, um, what are some ways that people can be prepared and stay organized? I guess. So, the biggest things are start early. Don't wait until April. Don't wait wait until the first week of April to do it. Start early. Um, and then the other things is um, you need to make sure that you have all of your wallets um, in a centralized location or in a location for you to be able to um, put everything into the data aggregation tools um, to see all of your transactions, see all of your um, activity. And then once you do that, you'll then be able to start to uh, classify and review everything that's been going on. Totally. Um, Nick, are you ready to uh, do the POA? Sure thing. Um, so, hi, everybody. Uh, I'm filling in for our uh, dearest uh, Brandon Shammy. He is traveling at the moment, so I will be the one to bestow the POA. Um, now, if those of you that are not familiar, POA stands for Proof of Attendance Protocol. And a POA app is something, essentially, we, for every Twitter space that we do, we give away a POA app, which is essentially an NFT. Um, so as I pull up the info here, um, you're going to be able to claim this POA app using the POA app app. Now, if you don't already have that downloaded on your phone, I suggest you do and connect your wallet so that you can claim this, this uh, limited edition POA app. Um, so it, as, uh, you get all squared away, if you're downloading it, if you're getting it all, all set up, um, I'm pulling up the secret phrase. And if you do have it ready, here it is. You want to click in the lower right hand corner where it says mint and you're going to enter in the secret phrase. Now, the secret phrase for today's POAP is HODL, all caps, H-O-D-L, exclamation point. One more time, that's HODL as a secret phrase is H-O-D-L, exclamation point, all one word, no spaces, uh, one last time, hit the lower right-hand corner in the POAP app on your phone, and you're going to put in the secret phrase, and that secret phrase is HODL, H-O-D-L, exclamation point, all caps. Thank you, Nick. It worked for me. Perfect. Um, I do want to also open it up for some questions, because I know you guys probably have a lot of questions. Um, so if people want to request, we can uh, open it up to the community a little bit to pick Alex's brain here.
Alex, James, actually, I have a question. Anyone? I have a question. Go, um, go for it, Nick. And uh, while we're at it, um, yeah, to make sure to co-host uh, Will James. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think my question is for Alex. What is one thing that you wish that you were asked more um, about NFT taxes and crypto taxes in general? The biggest thing is that we've seen is for people, especially if they're doing projects, to have a discussion with us prior to getting things going in the sense of people have asked us, hey, what type of legal entity should I set up? Or they've already created an LLC. Now what do they do? Or they've done um, shared wallets. Um, or they're they're doing a mixture of shared wallets or not shared wallets, so on and so forth, where it's just a, a mixed bag. So it's it, a lot of those things where people, and I completely understand it, nobody thought that NFTs were going to get as crazy as they have been in the last nine to 12 months. Um, but it, it, if people ask us about like best practices around how to set things up, before they actually start a project, that would be the biggest thing that I think will make their lives easier as well as our process. Love it. Thank you. I think we have somebody up here. Hey, thanks guys. Um, so I, I joined a little late, perhaps this was already covered, but um, when we were talking about like cost basis, um, when are we calculating that? Is it um, at the, acquisition of an nft do i have to consider the cost basis of the eth that i purchase and you know how how do we recognize uh, a gain or a loss when you might have purchased eth um for like 3500 but it's at 2500 when you buy an asset so every single transaction is considered a taxable event so that is actually a perfect example. So you, you used fiat, you bought ETH at 3500 and now ETH has unfortunately dropped, and now it's 2500 And you buy one ETH worth of uh, an NFT. So your original cost basis in the ETH is 3500 bucks because that's what you paid in fiat. When you convert the... And the ETH to an NFT, you'll realize a thousand dollar loss on that transaction. Um, so your cost basis in the NFT at that point in time is twenty five hundred bucks, and then whenever you dispose of the NFT for whatever price, that's what ends up being your your gain or losses from that twenty five hundred to whatever you ultimately sell it for. Great. That makes sense. Thanks for your answer. Sure thing. I actually have a follow-up um, really quickly. I um, I think the one trepidation that some people might have, especially when starting a project, I know you mentioned this, but going to an expert like you before they start the project, um, I think the one fear that might come up for people is, well, you know, we don't really have a budget, right? There's no real budget set aside for you know, especially for a CPA, um, how does that, 
look like when there's um, no budget? I mean, you don't have to speak to your case, but I'm just curious, like that might be something that, um, that comes up at times. So if you're already spending money on things like a legal entity and you're spending money on lawyers to draft your agreements with your partners, you're already spending money. Right. And what we've seen is that if it's done incorrectly up front, you sometimes end up having to redo documents. You end up having to redo the legal agreements. You end up having to reincorporate in a different either state or legal form. And if that's the case, you'll actually end up spending more time and money on redoing things than doing it correctly the first time around. For sure. Um, I think Brian has a question. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for coming on the space. Oh, thank you for hosting. Um, Alex, I have two questions. One would be to follow Bam Bam's question about the dollar that we sell. Uh, like when we sell the NFT, what the ETH is worth versus when we bought the ETH. Would we dollar cost average the entire amount of ETH that we spent? And use that as the calculation. So it depends on how you're doing it. Um, and also a big question here is what country are you in? From the US perspective, you can do it on a per or for the vast majority of it in the US, you do it on a per ETH basis. So let's say you bought one ETH at $10, another ETH at uh, $50, and then another ETH at $5,000. You wouldn't take the average of that price and spread it across the three ETH. What you would look at is what is your accounting practice in the sense of is it FIFO, first in, first out, or is it LIFO, last in, first out? And that accounting practice will be the big driver and dictator for you with regards to what your cost basis on a per ETH basis is and what your uh, gains and losses on on those transactions are as a result. Okay, that makes sense. The other question I have is, do you have any recommendations on any sites or programs uh, that can basically take all of our transactions kind of put it together in one spot to get ready to hand it over to an accountant? So no one software will get you 100% coverage. And it also depends on what blockchains and what NFTs you work with. Um, For example, ETH, mostly a highly supported blockchain. But if you do 1155 NFTs, there isn't a single data aggregation software out there uh, that will be able to support it or even read it. So that ends up being completely a manual process. Um, And it's something that you have to do one by one. It's a very tedious and labor intensive, uh, time consuming process. Um, With that being said, there's a lot of different ones um, and it partially depends on what you do in the sense of, are you heavy on 
NFTs? Are you heavy on trading coins? Are you heavy on ETH, Solana, Tezos, so on and so forth? Um, some of the ones that we've worked with, obviously, uh, there's the Coin Tracker, there's the Zen Ledger, there's uh, Crypto Tax Calculator. We've had um, better success and we've had better performance with Crypto Tax Calculator lately. Um, but literally, it's a matter of which one are you most comfortable with and which one will cover the most amount of chains and wallets that you use. Um, for us and our clients, uh, Crypto Tax Calculator probably covers 70, 75% of what we need. Um, for other people, depending on, let's say you're just doing doge and eth coins and trading bitcoin and so on and so forth something like a coin tracker.io might actually do a better job for you um and i believe it's included with if you use coinbase um so it's a long-winded way long way of saying it depends on what you're doing okay i appreciate it, it sounds like crypto tax calculator might be the best thing for me to kind of like pull a couple of things first appreciate your time Sure thing. Thanks, Brian. Does anyone else come up? Um, also happy to continue the convo, but. Um, the other thing I, I would be great for us to cover is as the laws, the tax rules or laws are currently written, um, individuals who aren't selling yet, perhaps they're holding diamond hands. Um, there is no tax on the appreciation until you actually do something with those NFTs and until you actually liquidate them uh trade them or do something with them so if you just buy and hold uh for the vast majority of it there shouldn't be any additional taxes that are due on that um and with that being said um if you do trade and you do buy and sell or you get airdropped eight points or anything else make sure that you're paying your estimated payments uh there's four estimated payments that needs to be made throughout the year April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th of the following year. Um, and if you want to avoid penalties and interest, you want to make sure that you do those. Um, and then the other big one is we are getting, we're basically a month away from tax deadline. So if you don't have the cash to make the payment or you don't have the information to file your tax return, Make sure that you file an extension. An extension gives you additional time to file everything. It does not give you an extension to pay. Um, and it helps you avoid or reduce potential penalties and interest. So make sure that if you can't file by April 18th, that you at least file an extension. And that extension gives you until September, uh, October 15th of 22 to file your 21 tax return. Gotcha. Um, we have one, one more question for the audience right now. 
going to bring him up. It's actually my dad. What's up, dad? What's <laughs> up, pops? Are you there? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Cool. So, uh, thanks for this uh, information. I appreciate it. Um, I do have a question. I might have missed it. I also run late. So, um, I can probably figure this out myself. But the question is, if you're traded NFTs, uh, use MetaMask, gas fees, and all this, and OpenSea, is there like a report or like a statement that they will provide? Can I download it like, like Charles Schwab or whatever, like stock brokerage account? Or do I have to go back and try to track all these individual transactions myself? Obviously, cost basis, if I've minted, I have to figure that out. But, but do they ever provide any of this information? Is there an easy way to get that from, from these, um, you know, from OpenSea or MetaMask? OpenSea, MetaMask, none of them will issue you a B at the end of the day. Um, and, and they're not going to give you any sort of reporting. What you have to do is you have to use a data aggregation software, which will scan the blockchain for your wallets and give you all of your transaction history and activity into a single location, at which point you'll then be able to use that information to actually uh, file your tax return. Totally. And yes, those were uh, some of them are crypto tax calculator.io and coin tracker.io. If you want to check those out, um, Dan has a question. What's up, Dan? Hey, guys. Thank you for the space. Can you hear me? Yes. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Up. My question was for like NFTs that you buy on like centralized, centralized platforms like Gandhi Digital. NBA top shot since we're paying with a uh, you know USD credit card. Uh, do you guys have any experience like they send out like you know you're that ass like statements since they're centralized or uh, like for myself like I've never sold any NBA top shot. I just actually sold a Candid Digital today. Actually sold so I didn't hold it for more than a year. So how would I have to calculate my taxes? on that so they as far as i know nba top shot um and some of the other ones that you mentioned they do not report or they don't issue 1099s at the end of the year uh the only ones that i'm aware of that will are likes of coinbase crypto.com uh gemini and some of the other ones and even then um, I think it was crypto.com that issued 1099Bs. And then the following day, they issued a letter saying, yes, we issued you a 1099B and we sent it over to the IRS. It's incorrect. Please use your own information to do your tax reporting. Oh, okay. And so on my second question about selling before a whole year in one day, how would I have to calculate like, oh, what is it, 37%? Up to thirty seven percent. It's up to 37%. So it's oh, a question of um, what's your overall income for the year? Because somebody who makes a hundred grand versus somebody who makes a million dollars, it your tax brackets are very different. And then the other big thing to remember is that that 37% that we're talking about or the 20%, that's just the federal taxes. There's also the state taxes that are that need to be paid. 
the big thing is that most states, just about all of the states, do not have a difference in tax rates between long-term capital gains or short-term capital gains. So that's why we don't bring those the state rates out specifically. Got it. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Um, we have another question from Ju Lily. I'm about to bring her up. I think I'm saying that right. Um, she is connecting now. Hey, Drew Lily. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. How's it going? Hi, how are you? Good, good. Um, I just have a question. I, since I'm so new to this, I started last year and I purchased a few items, but I did nothing with them. I just kept them in my wallet. I haven't moved them. Do I have to worry about taxes for last year? 2021 you'll probably still have some transactions uh that still need to be reported okay um because you probably bought eth at a certain price and then bought the nfts at a different price so if, if there's some either gains or losses you'll need to or want to report those um and then there's also the literally the very first question after your first name last name and uh social security number is whether okay. or not you had any crypto activities. And the answer to that is basically yes. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate your help. Sure thing. Thank you. Thank you. I'm adding deadcowboy.eth. What's up, dead cowboy? He's connecting right now. Spaces is a little hello hey, hey can you hear us dead cowboy yeah i just yeah i just rugged terribly a minute ago my bad all good. How's it going today? Living the dream, man. Couldn't ask for anything more. Um, I, I just had a question about, is there, is there ways that I can tax shield myself by uh, leveraging an S-Corp? There's, that's not going to give you any sort of tax shielding because an S-Corp is a flow-through vehicle. So whatever profits the S-Corp has on December 31st, it just flows directly over to you um, and very much other than the cost of filing the S-Corp, you actually might not be improving your tax position at all. Understood. Yeah, I, just, I was just in reference to instead of, you know, as opposed to an LLC. There, if you're an investor... Uh, there's not going to give you much of any difference between the two. But as a creator? As an artist? Potentially. Okay, understood. Thanks. I also brought up button. Can, can button. What's up? 
What's up, everyone? First off, thank you very much for uh, hosting this. Uh, this space is very, very helpful. Also, Alex, I hope to see you at NFT NYC again. Uh, you've been uh, very helpful at the last event, and I hope to see you this summer. My question is in regards to NFTs. Occasionally, NFTs uh, can be items that are received in exchange for going to like a conference or an event. And if the conference or event is something that's for business, could you write off the purchase of the NFT? Are you are you paying anything to to acquire that NFT? Yeah, you're you're paying a ticket to go to the so like for example, like the Dreamverse was an event that occurred in New York. And at the Dreamverse event, uh, with that ticket, you could you would get an a lot of money NFT. And the tickets range from $30 all the way to, I think, a few thousand. And your ticket was your NFT. So could you write that off as a business expense if your reason for going to the event was for business? Potentially. And it depends on what you, the individual, are doing as a profession and whether or not you're conducting yourself as a business. Okay. So if I was like, I'll just make it really easy. Uh, like if I was an accountant that was looking for clients and I'm specializing in NFTs, then that would make sense to go to an NFT event that would be a write-off and then you get the NFT ticket at the end of it. Correct. Okay, cool. And then what about if you end up selling it? How does that work? You just, that's a full on profit. Is that right? Correct. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks for the insight. I really appreciate that insight. Yeah, no worries. And I will be speaking at NFT NYC uh, 2022 in June. Awesome. Can't wait to see you there. Thanks. You got it. Thank you, Button. Um, I'm, I'm bringing up Brian. I think he has another question. Sorry, I just thought of one other thing. What about gas fees? Would it be something that we can deduct as an expense since we need to use it in order to buy the NFTs? So the gas fees that are directly linked to the purchase or sale of an NFT, yes. The gas fees for you to just simply transfer ETH or NFTs between wallets would not be considered um, tax deductible. So I'm, I'm looking at crypto tax calculator. And for example, one of the transactions that I saw or that I'm looking at it doesn't, there's no category specifically for like gas fees. So is there a way that we can. It's called kind fees. Of like, oh, it's just called fees. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think we've covered a lot. If, if no one has any questions, uh, I think we might have one more. Here we go. Alex Webbs. How are you today, Alex Webbs? Yo, yeah, I just want to, uh, I'm good. How are you? Uh, right now that you, to, you're uh, here, buddy. <laughs> I want to add a follow-up question on to, uh, to, to Brian's thing about um, uh, gas fees and taxes. So my understanding was that gas fees would just be treated as, like, changing your cost basis. That it, it, They're not, like, deductible, per se, but that if you bought like $3,000 worth of ETH and there so was the way that I, 
the way that it works is when you're buying the NFT, it goes into your cost basis. So if you bought a thousand dollar NFT and it costs you fifty bucks to purchase that in gas fees, your cost base is a thousand fifty. And then when you sell it, let's say it's three thousand dollars and your gas fees on that were a hundred bucks, then you sold it for three thousand minus a hundred, twenty nine hundred, and then your cost basis is ten fifty. So it's twenty nine hundred minus ten fifty for a profit of eighteen fifty on your uh, taxable gain off that NFT. Okay, so you're not like distinctly writing off the gas fees. You're just changing the cost basis when you're filing. You're incorporating it into your cost basis, correct? Okay, so it wouldn't go into a separate section of like fees for that. No, you you wouldn't uh, claim it as like a as a business expense or any right. of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you, um, Nick. Do you want to read the POAP code one more time for those who may have joined late or missed it? Sure thing. Um, hi, everybody. Um, if you missed our POAP, which means proof of attendance protocol. It's a free NFT that you can claim for being a part of the space. Uh, for those of you that don't know, you can claim the Po app via the Po app app on your phone. Just look at wherever you find your apps in your phone and download the Po app, P-O-A-P, Po app app. And today's secret phrase. Now, when you're in and connected there in the lower right hand corner, you hit mint to mint. And then you hit secret phrase. Now the secret phrase for this PO app today is HODL, H-O-D-L exclamation point. It's H-O-D-L exclamation point. You can claim it in the PO app app, hit the lower right hand corner, mint, and then secret phrase, and then HODL, H-O-D-L exclamation point. All caps. Thank you, Nick. Um, Quiggs, what's up, man? Welcome to the space. What's up, guys? Um, so I joined. I didn't. I joined it pretty late, but um, I just wanted to clarify something. So, um, when you buy an NFT, that's a taxable event, and then when you sell the NFT, it's also a separate taxable event. Could you go through that? Am I correct on that? You are correct. So, so, go ahead. Okay, yeah, keep no, keep going. Uh, so the the exchange of ETH for the NFT is going to be a taxable event. So any gains and losses on that ETH transaction, you'll have to report, and then the actual uh, sale of the NFT will then be another um, taxable event. So if you bought ETH, let's just say at like a hundred dollars or something like that and then ETH was at a thousand dollars when you bought the nft that hunt that nine hundred dollars would be taxed right would be the tax Correct. part okay taxable amount okay yeah thank you and of course. Wait, does does short-term and long-term capital gain still apply to that as well correct okay yeah thank you man that's all i had sure thing appreciate you guys thanks quicks um, we have time for a couple more, but I, I also do respect Alex's time. Um, 
So if no one has any other questions, I think we will wrap up today's space. Alex, um, I really appreciate you jumping on with 1.37 p.m. Um, since this is going to be on Spotify and a lot of people aren't looking on spaces, where can people follow you, follow your content, um, and connect with you after the space? Sure thing. So uh, on Twitter, it's the NFT CPA, um, or you can find me on on LinkedIn um, there as well. Um, we've been more and more active, or I've been more and more active on Twitter than LinkedIn as of late. So I think uh, if anybody's looking to just follow me uh, on Twitter, we put out either tips or tricks um, and just advice and nudges um, for people with regards to taxes, and then. As we get more information, um, anything to do with whether it's crypto, startups, or any other tax ramifications, we'll be sharing it all on Twitter as well as LinkedIn and whatnot. Thank you so much. So, yeah, everyone definitely give Alex a follow. Follow 137 p.m. It's at number 137 p.m. on Twitter. And um, I hope you guys all have an amazing rest of your week. Nick, can you play us out? Yes, sir. Will do. Peace Happy out, Friday, everybody. And make sure to make sure to subscribe to the pod. Make sure to subscribe to the pod. You can hear all of our conversations at linktree at linktr.ee slash web thirty seven daily. You can find all of our links there. Hi, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out every single live Twitter space on our Twitter at one thirty seven p.m.